Hey guys, welcome to the WellSaid Podcast. My name is Andre, and I'm a pastoral intern at Living Word Bible Church, where I'm responsible for youth and young adult ministries. I'm also a part-time student at the Southern Seminary. Every week, I'll be sitting down with my good friend Alexi, and we are going to be talking about both the beauty and the complexity of following Jesus in a post-Christian culture. Hello and welcome back to another blistering, hot, popsicle-melting Monday afternoon. Well, it's probably not Monday afternoon by the time you're listening to this, but it's Monday afternoon when we are recording, and we Washingtonians throw a fit when temperatures get into the 80s. It's bad. (laughs) Okay, yesterday I played badminton, I actually just remembered. We're wimps. Played badminton. That was the first time in about a decade my whole shirt was completely wet. First time in about a decade, huh? Yeah. Wow. I, I usually, like, you know, you what get sweaty, but it's like, that you got I don't really sweaty. sweat my, in my upper body. <laughs> I don't really get, I don't really get sweaty, but yesterday I just came home, I was drenched. First time. It's wow. that bad. In a decade though. Yeah. So, so the story is that there's something that happened 10 years ago that you were that sweaty. <laughs> is that when you asked your wife out or what? Some, some story there? Yeah, a lot of sports. Oh, okay. A lot of sports. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, well, it's hot, and we're complaining about it. No, we're not, actually. Some of us are, but I'm not. I love the heat, and I'm really enjoying summer. I think it really feels to me that summer is in full swing around here, and me and my family are really taking advantage of that. We're diving in. We are outside, um, you know, having people over, going to people's houses, going to the park, staying out late. I just love, you know, one of my favorite things about summer. I don't know why this is weird, but warm summer nights, like being able to walk in the evening and it's warm, you know, flip flops, t-shirt, it's warm and it's, you know, dusk or sitting out in the backyard talking and it's warm. I love that. Something about that is just so awesome and really enjoying the summer, really enjoying the summer and not complaining about the heat at all. Although a lot of people around here seem to be having trouble. Yeah, and that's the, one of the things me and my wife find very, very good for just like hanging out, relaxing. Is you can go to any park at an any evening, and it's just amazing that you don't need a sweatshirt or a windbreaker, because once fall comes, there's no way you can walk around in the shirt. It's always too windy to stay in the shirt. Although it's not like cold, but you gotta add extra layers. Summer is yeah. the time when you just you just have to let it all out. Yep, yep. So that's what's new around here is the heat, and we're loving it. But also, there's another thing that's new for you guys today. Um, Today is our recap episode uh, where we're kind of looking at the best of season one of the Well Said podcast. So we're looking back at all the 15, 16 episodes that we've recorded, and we're picking out each of our top three. This also means that we're kind of pausing for a couple of weeks after today. We're going to take a break for a few weeks. And we are going to regroup, rethink, double down, and just do our best to bring you an even better version of this podcast. What do you think? Yeah. Does that sound accurate? Yeah, sounds very accurate. So don't think that we're taking a break for two weeks. We are not taking a break. We are... Investing. Yeah, we're investing. Investing into the future. Yep. Because... As fun as this has been, we've also learned that there have been kinks in the road. We've improved. We've learned how to improve this thing. Um, and I think for me personally, just doing this for a few months now and 
interacting with people, interacting with culture around us. I just think this is so important, a weekly simple conversation about the things that really matter to us and not even always giving the full answers on everything because we're young guys, we're in the process of discovery. But I think one of the most important parts of growing up properly in the world is not even every answer that you have for everything, but it starts with the questions. It starts with asking the right questions. Yeah. It's a, It starts with pointing the finger to the right things that, hey, keep an eye on this. Hey, what about this? Hey, this is really important. Let's watch that together and think about it. So I'm excited about this, and um, I'm excited to kind of double down and to really – put some energy and effort into making this thing as good as we can make it. Yeah. And we are also asking our listeners to give us some feedback, good, bad. What did you like the most? Yeah. What do you think needs changes or judgments? Work. Yeah. So we want to hear from you and the best ways to do it is either contact us by Facebook, Facebook well page. Our Facebook page is at well said words. Mm -hmm. uh, Instagram is, the under dash well under dash said. I don't even know if under dash is the right word, but it's yep. the well said with under slices mm -hmm. under between the words. I don't or know how Twitter. To that. Or Twitter. I don't even know what our Twitter name is, but well said. It's At well said. I'm sure somewhere, somewhere there. over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, or the website well dash said dot org, and there's a contact form. Yeah. Or just find one of us on Facebook or Instagram or anywhere else and message us. Yeah. Let's connect. Let's Keep it let's simple. really get more conversations going. So yeah. we, we have not had time to really invest a lot into developing social media platforms. That's something that we hope to do more of in the fall, but we're excited. We're excited f about this past season. There's been some cool conversations that we've had some important things. I think that we've kind of been thinking about and also excited for the next coming season. So hopefully increasing your expectations too. Yeah. Now with that, we're diving into our next segment which is actually very interesting. Our top threes. Top threes. Top threes. The best of season one. Yeah. And uh, let's go one by one. So you'll you'll <laughs> you'll pick off one and explain why you think it's the it was one of the most significant episodes. And then I'll do one of mine, and then do you do one of yours, and then let's we'll do it. go down the line. Yeah, we actually did not share it with each other. Yeah, I don't know what. <clears> so I don't know is. what you're bringing, uh, but we'll see. So my first one is humanity and work. Oh, yeah? We talked about work, just the concept of actual physical work, of what we do on a daily basis, because technically everything that we do is work. We're putting our effort, we're putting in our time, we're investing all of those things to get something out of it. And um, as Christians, and especially as conservative Christians, often we catch ourselves doing the bare minimum to just survive, waiting for the Lord to come. Mm -hmm. When we work for the wrong, wrong reasons, and then we wonder why we don't get any satisfaction out of it. And it was just, it was awesome that we covered all of these parts where in your work you have to be intentional because God created us for work. He wants us to labor this earth. He wants us to subdue it. He wants us to work it, to increase and multiply and all of these things. And it was just, especially in, in my case now, that we moved here and I'm looking for a different job, I realized that it's you don't just find a job just and to do it. No, no, I have to be intentional at what I'm doing, yeah. what I'm choosing, what my hands can do, what kind of talents, what kind of abilities God has given me, and what am I really doing with them. So being intentional, I just think it's so crucial 
that message was missing and from my life personally at that moment mm. so for me that was that was crucial yeah i think that it's huge because so often we live in this uh dualism this separation of two worlds you know our physical everyday grind um and our spiritual um life and i think that's just fundamentally false and also it creates a very unhealthy tension in our life because it makes us think that our deepest values uh our deepest um, sense of meaning and direction in life is disconnected from the thing that we spend most time doing which is working um so when you, if you can understand how your view of the universe connects to what you do every single day, your sense of enrichment in your work multiplies. Yeah. So for me, that's been huge too. And so I think, and with a Christ, from a Christian theological perspective, from a biblical perspective, the key thing here is is understanding the supremacy and lordship of Jesus over everything. So when you understand that God is Lord over every detail of life, including your work, then you understand, wow, work is important when you understand that. But if you don't understand that, then you live in this separated universe that Jesus is in charge of my spiritual things, but not all my physical worldly things. Yeah. Um, he's in charge of everything. He owns everything. And that's um, a challenging thought, but it's also inspiring. Yeah. It brings a new sense of responsibility to that. Yeah. That's cool. Cool. So my um, my first one that I thought was one of the most important conversations we had was the relationship between the church and the world. So mm -hmm. uh, we did, I don't even know if we did one or two episodes on that, but just that whole topic of the church and the world. So um, it's just a, a key point of tension for all of us. Not necessarily that we're answering everything on that question. Obviously, it's a short podcast. But for Christians to just name the, the struggle, to say, look, as a follower of Christ, um, it is difficult for me to navigate the question of my life within the church, my life within my, my, my faith and my confession of faith, but also the culture around me. How do I navigate these tensions? So when you name the struggle, when you pinpoint the fact that, hey, this is a point of tension in my spiritual life, then you can start working out more nuanced and wise answers to how do I resolve this tension? How do I approach this thing? Um, and I think this is one of the most neglected questions for Christians. It's very easy for Christians to fall into a traditionalism or a set of habits that we just kind of live, and we don't question why does the church exist? What is it for in this world? These simple questions, um, they freak us out because they make us question the, the basics so the relationship between the church and the world, I think that's something that I've been really thinking and reflecting a lot about. And it's, I think it's one of the most important things for people to be putting on their dashboard. Yeah, and actually that's another one that I picked as well, the church, the world, the culture episode. Oh, It was, uh, it was very, it was challenging because coming from a conservative background, we are not part of this world. We're not part of this culture. We don't want to do anything with them. We don't want to have anything to do with it, right? Because it's wrong. It's ungodly. But in reality, in our podcast, I'm not going to give a what exactly we came out to. Please listen, guys. It's really good. But are we supposed to um, avoid the culture or should we be right in the middle of it? Mm -hmm. uh, where is the place of the Christian? And that's challenging. Right. It's challenging because... 
a lot of it, even though avoiding the culture seems hard and being Christian is hard, so you think, yeah, this is the way to go, but is it really the way to go? Right. And so we really look at the pretty much the pros and cons of both versions, and we really, I think we actually come to a conclusion of which one is the way to go for a Christian. So it was challenging because it's not what you want to do necessarily as a Christian. Right, right. Yeah. And, you know, people are scared to ask the basic questions because we don't like the uncomfortable tension of not having clear answers on certain things. We don't like to be the generation that has to think through new front lines in questions because with that comes big responsibility. You're going to teach your, how are you going to raise your kids? What are you going to tell them is the right way? It's a, it's a, it's a challenging place to be. It's much easier to just accept a set of answers that are given to you um, or just ex- either accept the, the answers that the, the church has just given you without question, or the other problem that a lot of young Christians today are doing is just accept, rejecting the answers that the church has given them and accepting the answers that the world around them is giving them. So th- that point of tension is something we want to try to avoid all the time, and that's not always a very good thing. Um, so... That was so. That was your second one. Then that's my first one, and that's your second one. So does that mean I jump to my next one, or do you want to say your third yeah, one? Yeah, go to your next one. Yeah. So my yeah. next one is true community. I think um, in an individualized culture, a, a culture that is so driven by social media and um, an obsession with celebrities, an obsession with ourselves, our personal image. I think that. We, we, we struggle with loneliness more than we often even understand ourselves. I think true relationships, true um, deep friendships are often missing today. And uh, to me, I think this is another one of those things that needs to be on the dashboard of, of every faithful Christian um, as we are making our way through the world. I think the world around us is lonely, but I think a lot of times Christians themselves are also impacted by the world in the sense that we assume the values of the culture and we let them drive us into corners like this, where we forget how to have real relationships, where we avoid um, church community that is difficult, that, that makes us uncomfortable. So I think true community was a subject that we kind of it's another can of worms that we opened up. Yeah. Um and and I saw that in some of the responses to people who listened to the episode and were giving feedback were like bam that's I needed to hear that or that's right on. We want to be part of community. We all want to belong to something. We don't want to build community. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's we we have a lot of people who are hungry for community today hungry to belong, to be loved, to be embraced, to be accepted. And we have fewer and fewer people who can build community. And Christians of all people should be the builders of community because we are the ones who have been embraced by God. We are the ones who have been welcomed in the community of the Trinity. In salvation, Christ brings us into the family of God. So 
when we have that, when we have that privilege, that joy, that fullness, we have then the capacity to be builders of true community here in this world for the hungry souls of our neighbors and friends. So it's, it's a massive Christian calling. It's a massive challenge in the church, and it's an important subject to keep thinking about. Definitely, we did not get all the answers out, but hopefully we, 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 got, the, we got the issue to your attention. Yeah, I think we really had a good starting point there. For anyone who's wondering about it, why are you where you're at? We got a good starting point of you. It's not about what you want. It's about are you part of building process? Right. Uh, wh- where are you at? Are you, are you with the bricks out there putting up the walls? And <clears throat> it is actually hard work. It is a very hard work. You First of all, you have to step outside of what your norms are. Mm-hmm. We all have our circles where we feel comfortable. Here you have to step outside of your comfort. You have to understand that failure will be part of this process. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and put the work into it. Mm-hmm. Actually do it. I uh, moved here. Quick, quick side story. Moved here year and a half ago i've been looking for someone to do some sports with like play mm. badminton whatever it is but just like sporting activity majority of the people are relatively busy they're home kids and everything and they can't really cut out an evening for that and actually last week well, i was like you know what i'm sick and tired of it, whatever so i found this random guy not a random guy some few times said hi to him a few times but i just messaged him I was like hey do you want to do it that was like outside of my comfort zone. Huh. I said hi to the guy like four times. I texted him. We met up. It was like, hey, cool. Okay, let's play. That was some of the best badminton I've had in my life. Like, badminton. It was, it was really good. <laughs> really good, you know. But I worked, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I wasn't just sitting there waiting for it to happen. When we're talking about a Christian community, it, it's kind of along those lines. I'm not saying go play badminton, but I'm saying is you have to take those steps. Right. You have to do it. You have to step outside. So, all right. My third one is, uh, and actually, it may be your third one, hmm. but it's <laughs> the Taylor Swift episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, we had two of them. We had the part one and part two. And just so you don't get uh, worried about our <laughs> spiritual inclinations or anything, the first episode doesn't necessarily give an answer in the very end. It's a two-parter. Yeah. Right. So we exposed the problem in the episode number one, and the episode number two, we actually discuss of how do we, how do we tackle it from the Christian perspective, biblical perspective. Right. And we got some feedback there. We we it, it was very interesting. But uh, what I really liked about it is we took a global icon, which is Taylor Swift, and we really just dissected. I mean, her progression, and where she ends up, and at the same time, we pointed out one very big point to where the whole world ends up right now they're looking for something they're all looking they're using the same tactic Mm -hmm. and nobody ever finds it Mm -hmm. but they're still using the same tactic and they're still looking right and they're all failing constantly yeah and it's just isn't frustrating but they're not changing anything they keep looking yeah and they try to find answers and different things but they're not satisfying satisfying so they still jump to something else and then something else and then something else so i just really enjoyed those episodes where it just it outlines and it helped me tackle the problems of the conversations that i have let's say with my coworkers, where we're discussing something and i can actually ask what's the point and i know where to go because we've kind of discussed it we've dissected it so it really helped me yeah i think i that was not one of my top three but i think the reason that those episodes are so important is because again i think we're pointing 
to a problem, one of the fundamental problems of culture today, and that is how our world approaches the subject of love and sexuality. It's huge. It's, it's difficult to overestimate the depth of the way that these assumptions, these values, they seep in through the music, through the movies, through the art, are all around us. Um, we have to have a today more than ever. Christians need to have a clear view of what what biblical sexuality is and what biblical foundations and structures are for relationship and romance. God invented love. God knows what love is supposed to look like, and many of the assumptions today that we have to deal with is that somehow everything related to biblical perspective and love and relationship and sexuality is restrained, constrained, diluted, flattened, and dead. Whereas the passion that we see in God is actually a lot more powerful than the passion that you see in the world. So, this is a huge topic. I think it's difficult. I didn't pick it, but it's one of the most important subjects because yeah. more young people today are getting married later. It's it's a fact. Yep. Um, marriage is declining, but not all not only outside of the church, but in the church, people are waiting longer and longer to get married because we're scared of getting married. We're scared of because we don't have a clear vision of what it is and why should we get married. Um, so there's no you know there's no way to undo the struggle, there's only one way is to push forward through a clear articulation of what biblical sexuality, biblical norms of marriage and relationships are. And this is just huge. It's so important and amazing, amazing to see what God's plan for marriage and love is. So yeah, I might as well pick that as my third one, but I did not actually, I think there's a different episode that I thought was even more important than that. And that was the one we talked about doubt. Bring Oh, I think, I think doubt is one of the most important subjects that we can raise up today too for Christians. Um, I think that the attitudes often adopted are that strong Christians don't struggle with doubt, and it's just fundamentally false. And and what that does is it robs you of the tools, the spiritual resources to process doubt in a healthy way. And I think there's a, a specific biblical way to view doubt and that that actually reinforces faith. Doubt is inseparable from every person's spiritual journey. But also, like, I mean, you cannot be a Christian in this world and not face the reality of doubt. Yeah. Like, honestly, like to me, multiple times a week, I this question just slides seeps right back into my consciousness. Do you really believe this stuff? <laughs> I, I thought Do I was the only one. Do you really believe this stuff? That God yeah. made the world in six days? That God spoke us into existence? That all of the universe is the product of the creative work of a triune, personal, infinite God? And that that God loves us and that God wrote himself into history and became a man and paid for our sins and rebellion against him. Do you really believe this stuff? You cannot 
be a healthy Christian and not ask that question. You have to ask that question. And you have to be able to answer it to yourself, not just to your neighbor or your skeptic friend, to yourself. Why do you believe this stuff? So I think dealing with doubt, this, this challenge of doubt, it will not go away. It will get more intense. And Christians, far from hiding from the question, need to learn to face it. Um, I just, we watched, no, I did, we didn't watch. I watched a movie last night um, called A Quiet Place. Mm-hmm. Have you seen, have you no. heard of that? I think I've heard, but... Uh, if you guys are into... Um, sci-fi? No, it's, well, it's, I guess it's not, it's not a horror movie. Mm-hmm. It's this little spooky, it's got sp- a, a spooky element to it. Okay. I've I've heard of the name. I think I've I saw the trailer. Anyways, storyline is a post-apocalyptic world where these creatures have somehow showed up in the world. These creatures that have no eyes, but they can hear you. They they have these mega sensitive ears that can hear things from a mile away and they'll pinpoint your exact location if you make a sound. So you have to be you have to be quiet. So these people are living trying to survive this little family. Um, in total silence. So it's it's an it's a crazy uh, um, film. I think the it's in terms of you know cinematography or the creative element, it's very well done. But I think the idea that is embedded in the film in the story also can be applied to a lot of different areas of life, where we have these fears that um, we're we're painted are we've painted ourselves into a corner. Uh, because we're afraid to venture into something because we think that there's no other way out. And so the, the way to deal with doubt is not to hide from doubt. It is to face it and to uncover that doubt itself can be a tool, um, can be a, a, a stepping stone in your faith, not a stumbling block. Um, and I think for a lot of Christians, this is a very difficult uh, mentally, intellectually, emotionally to really own up to that fact. And honestly, probably the sim- one of the simple reasons why we're, we're scared to face our doubts is because we have not taken the time to understand why we believe. What we believe. Yeah. Uh, we, we don't dig into our Bibles enough, yeah. you know. Uh, recently, or not recently, last year I was at a pastor's conference and one of the preachers there, really cool guy, uh, he's from Canada, He's a younger guy, but he, he, you know, he made this rhetorical question. He said, why can't Johnny preach? You know, there's this, you know, question going around in, among Christian circles and Christian leaders. Why, why are our young men so weak spiritually? Why can't they preach? Why don't they have a passion? And he's like, he's, he's like, why can't Johnny preach? Because Johnny doesn't read his Bible, you know? Um, read your Bible. If you want to be a Christian, read your Bible. Study it, understand it, ask hard questions, and then you will be able to answer hard questions. Yeah. God has said a lot. God has said a lot. So doubt is a very important subject for the Christians to open the door and be like, yeah, skeptics are welcome. Yeah, that episode uh, is worth listening to, just like all of the episodes we have produced. But I, I specifically liked it. Uh, I, I definitely, every week couple times a week i also deal with the questions of is the bible actually literal was it actually inspired by god or is it just the compiling of different guys that thought the same way like right you know it's a how how do i know how do i know should i believe it but especially after watching sci-fi movies 
it's like aliens are so real in a way and you're like what if it's just aliens where there's no god you know it's like you get these weird thoughts and you're like, how do i deal with it so i encourage you guys to listen to it and start testing your questions read the bible that's one of the like best things you can do especially while being young yeah it's definitely a subject that i think we're going to come back yeah. to uh it's huge so that's that's our top threes. Um, what are your top threes? Let us know what you guys think. Message us, you know, give us some feedback. What was helpful? What was not helpful? What was most important to you? Uh, you guys can sign up for our weekly newsletter also. It's on the website. And so you every time that a new episode comes out, we just email you that episode. So you can just click right in there. Um, you can sign up on iTunes too. That's the most convenient way for some of us. Please leave a review on iTunes. I know the process there is really annoying, but it's it's worth it. It helps get this conversation out to more people. Um, do you have a recommend for us as we close out? My my recommend, Amazon Badminton. <laughs> the brand is Baden. Baden. That's, Baden. That's a Ninety dollars. Common you, name. You get a really nice net. That like the high end net. With some really good rackets, I just do it. The game is so much fun, dude. You you seem to always find the all the unusual sports and interests. Large scooters and badminton. So far, that's been the theme. So if, <laughs> if you want eclectic sports, if you want sports that no one else is doing, you you uh, direct message Mr. Chika yep. here. He'll he'll I'll get you hooked up. up. Yeah. My recommend is Acme ice cream. Some of you are very familiar. Some of you are completely unfamiliar. I. I am unfamiliar. Totally, yeah. Head down to downtown Bellingham and uh, pop into Rocket Donuts. There's a Fairhaven location and a downtown Bellingham location, and they are serving up some good ice cream, Acme ice cream. That is what you want on a hot day like today. Yeah, be sure to mention Well Said Podcast while you're buying it. Yeah, I'm they'll give you kidding. a 15% discount. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> That'd be so good. All right, guys. Thank you for hanging on with us through a first season. We're very excited. Uh, We're very thankful for your feedback and support. And we will see you guys in a couple weeks. 